my loves. Welcome back to Tell Me About It, the show where nothing is off limits and we get to commiserate about all our rejections, heartbreaks, mistakes, anxieties, insecurities, and embarrassing moments. I am your host, Jade Iovine, and I was so excited to hear that a lot of you really loved last week's episode with Laura Wasser. She's such a badass and so savvy and smart and She's someone we all probably want to be when we grow up, but I was really excited that you guys loved her episode because I felt like I learned so much. Like I keep bringing it up in conversation like, oh, did you know that a prenup is, and I sound all smart because of Laura Wasser, so I love that. But let's talk about today's show. Oh my God, you guys, I swear I'm still smiling from recording this episode. So I got to sit down with Kat Cohen last week. It's interesting because she, I asked her, I was like, are you Catherine or Kat? And she was like, both. So it's kind of interchangeable. So you'll hear us saying both Catherine and Kat throughout the episode. But, you know, just to show how close we are, I'll just call her Kat right now. (laughs) Uh, We met last week. It's fine. I got to sit down with Kat last week, as I said, and when I normally do these interviews, like I go in and I have a bunch of questions written down and I have a general like outline. I generally know how the conversation is gonna go before I have it. And typically like whether I've met the person or not beforehand, we do like five minutes before and we talk about kind of how the interview is gonna go. I give them a little brief, tell them about like just a little get to know you. So we started the five minutes of pre-recording. We couldn't even start the show because it was like, We just started talking and all bets were off and we couldn't stop. Once we got on the ride, we just kept going, kept going. And she was killing me. She was making me laugh so hard. And what's great is that it it turns out that we covered everything and more that I wanted to, but she just is this magnetic force of energy. And we were just talking like we'd known each other forever. And it was classic girl conversations. We started talking about Every female-centered problem, including bikini waxes, which are the bane of my existence. We talked a lot about meds. We talked about relationships, open relationships, living with people, our broken brains, uterus issues. We talked about it all. So in this episode, you're going to hear Kat and I talk a lot about recreational drugs, prescription drugs, and... You know, you may want to take our advice, but I just have to say, do not take any of what we say as proper medical advice. Like, please talk to your doctor. I beg you. We are just, we are the blind leading the blind. Like, truly, we don't know what we're talking about. We're just talking about our experiences. So don't listen to Kat and Jade about drugs you're taking or thinking of taking, or if you want to alter your medication or tamper with it at all. Talk to your freaking doctor first, I beg you. Please do not listen to just this podcast. I like to think I have a high standard for what I think is funny in this world, and I truly could not stop fucking laughing during this whole interview. I felt like I met my soul sister when I met Kat, and I really think you're going to say the same once you finish listening to her. She's one of the realest people I've ever met and really makes you wonder why anyone hides anything at all or why everyone isn't as open as she is because she makes it look so easy and effortless and liberating to tell the truth like as casually as she does. So if you don't know who Kat is, trust me, you're gonna be obsessed with her by the end of this episode, but let me give you some background and then we'll get this party started. Katherine Cohen was born in Houston, Texas and is a comedy sensation who pre-COVID had a residency at Joe's Pub and hosted a weekly show at Club Coming in New York. She also hosts the popular podcast about dating boys and sex 
seek treatment. She has been featured in the New York Times, Vogue, and the Village Voice, and was named Best Newcomer at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival in 2019. Her many TV and film credits include Michael Showalter's The Lovebirds and High Maintenance on HBO. Her debut poetry collection, God I Feel Modern Tonight, Poems from a Gal About Town, was published in 2021. Follow her while you're young, at Kat Cohen on Instagram, and she just started TikToking, so I highly recommend following her there too. Now let's get the interview started because I can't wait any longer for you guys to hear it. Here is Kat Cohen. Hi. Ah, Jade, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here. I'm like, I can't believe that I didn't have you in my life before today. Like, I've been stalking your content. Oh, my God. I'm like, this girl is my kind of person, but a genius. Stop. You're a comedic genius. You are. Well, I'm I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad Emily brought us together. Seriously. Yeah, so we were getting into such juicy stuff on the pre-chat, and I'm like... Because Kat... What should I call you? Whatever you want. Catherine is what I would say, yeah. Okay, wonderful. Mm. I'm drinking out of this massive jug. I'm trying to hydrate. I'm drinking out of Tupperware for the listeners at home. Perfect. Yeah, you got to hydrate. Yes, in Tupperware. That's beautiful. What do you put? Soup in that kind of Tupperware? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I make a lot of stews. Do you like to cook? No. I mean, it's like my least favorite thing about me. You don't really? Oh, my God. No, and like, okay, I blame it on my kitchen right now. I'm saying like I'm uninspired by my kitchen. That makes sense. And that's my excuse. Yeah. But I'm moving in like 15 days. (gasps) Oh, my God. Tell me everything. Where are you moving? I'm moving two blocks down. So like really like in West Hollywood and LA. And you live with your boy? Yeah. We've lived together for like six years. Yeah. We're both the babies of the family. Mm -hmm. So it's like news to us that we're actually adults. You know, like we have to like turn to each other and be like, wait, oh, wait, no, like we're actually at that age now. It's very weird. And a lot of my friends, we'll we'll get back to the dog conversation because a lot of my friends now, like we have couple friends and stuff and everyone isn't having kids or getting married. They're all getting fucking dogs, which is like the best thing ever because now Taco has like a million friends. But this is why you need to get a dog. That's where we're at in life. That's the stage. I'm like, is it? So I was telling you, my my boyfriend and I don't live together yet. I definitely want to down the road, but I'm not in a rush. I like like my little apartment. And actually, my brother just moved in next door to my building. So in my building. And we're really close. Live alone as long as you can. Not just like, because living with a partner is like, with a significant other, like the right one, kind of feels like living alone. Yeah, totally. But living with like a roommate sucks no like so badly like live alone as long as but you can. is it like sad for a dog to be like adopted by a single parent no way <laughs> okay. no i mean he or she she right she like, the ones you're like, she oh my god she's so cute but she'll get just so attached to you that's the only problem it's like you'll never that be able to leave your house again but it's okay but that sounds great i want to take her with me yeah bring her well she's so small she's right? crazy small she's my goal weight she's so tiny <laughs> <laughs> she's seven pounds um so we'll see I've, I've texted with this woman before about these puppies and did you chicken out before yeah but thankfully because then yeah. i had to go out of town for a month so it would have been a disaster oh, okay good but you're kind of deciding at the end of covid so you're gonna have to like travel a lot soon do you think or like do you think we're not out of this yet i don't know no i think i would travel ideally with my with her or leave her with my boy yeah oh yeah duh like when you don't have a pug that's like 40 pounds you can travel with them oh she's 40 pounds he is like that's bigger than i think of pugs no (laughs) no offense (laughs) (laughs) no he's like a healthy 30 to 35 pounds i just say 40 because his weight is placed in such a way that's like 
you know, he's like an ottoman. Like he's just like very rotund. Yeah. Same. So it's like 40 pounds because like lifting him is very <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very hard. But yeah, so he's like, you know, he's a pug. I just say like he he's sounds... genetically predisposed to being chubbier. Okay. Well, you're definitely inspiring me. I'll keep thinking about do it. Do it. I say do it. Pull the trig. Do I it. No, I'm almost 30. It's like, why not? I know. And it's like. You know, scratches the itch of like babies for now. Oh, I definitely don't have that itch. I sort of, yeah. I, I do like in a romantic way, but I. Me too. Like when I see a baby, I'm like, that'd be nice. And I'm like, mm. Mm, God, that <laughs> sounds really, really scary. A dog seems like less of a commitment. But I also feel like I know what it's like to like stay out all night and be drunk in New York City. Yes. I've done it so many times. I don't know if I need to like be doing that anymore. Right. But then imagine like doing that once in a while. Then it's having a, this amazing dog to come home to that like makes you so happy. I know. So I mean to get me out of my apartment, go walk her. Take it's her all you know, like it's all you'll talk about. But I know. It's fine. I'm already annoying. I don't need another thing <laughs> annoying about me. But we'll stay tuned. I'll keep you updated. OK, perfect. The pictures are crazy. No, the pictures are so cute. Oh, my like, God. OK, yes. We're, yes, we're, we're getting the dog. We're thinking about it. <laughs> we're getting, we're we're, getting we're the dog. We're thinking about it. Okay, perfect. So you're in New York. I'm in my apartment in New York. Yes. Have you been there this whole time during COVID? No, I, I've been such a little princess. I was here for like the first month in my apartment with my boyfriend. And in my apartment, it's like a studio and like it has a mini fridge. There's no freezer. It was very like classic what am New I, York. Very New York. And then yeah. we, we were lucky enough to go. His parents have like this cabin in the Berkshires. And we oh, got nice. to go up there for a few months. And then we drove. Is it bad that I only know about the Berkshires because of Real Housewives of New York? <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. We didn't have Wonderful. the Real Housewives set up, but it was really beautiful. <laughs> it would be nonetheless. It was like life-saving to be in nature. But we we just spent the whole time. We didn't see anyone else for two months. And we just like watched every episode of Love Island ever made. The best. Do you watch? I've I've watched season one. Oh my god, it's so good. So I've, yeah, it, UK or did you watch? Definitely UK. Yeah, UK is so much better. Different worlds. So we watched totally. all six seasons over the past year. Oh my god, so good. Two hundred and forty-four episodes, which is psychotic. Fuck yeah, that's Crazy. a great quarantine accomplishment. It gave us like a reason to live. It was beautiful. If you haven't binged a show during quarantine, like who are you? What have you been doing? Yeah. And then we ended up doing, like, we drove down to see my family in Texas. They live in Houston. And then oh, nice. we did this big cross-country road trip, and we were camping. It was magical. Fun. How long have you been dating? <laughs> it's, like, off and on vibes. <laughs> I love it. Now I would say, like, maybe two years. Yeah, like, where do you base it off of? Like, the first, like, the last time you broke up? The, no, the juicy, it's, it's not even that it was so off and on, but the juicy drama is that I was in an open relationship with my ex, and then I met Brian. Okay, we have to talk about that in a we, second. Oh, we yes, totally okay. can. Okay, this is a perfect place to take a break, so we will be right back. Okay, welcome back. Are you open? No. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never even met someone that's in an open relationship. I'm like, oh you are God. a unicorn to me. I love this thought. Well, let's, literally, let's... I can go into it right now because basically my ex was a very nice person, but we just like weren't sexually compatible. But we were, like, so – we lived together and, like, we were so close. We were together all the time. And so I was like, oh, well, this will be great. It'll solve it. But then I remember what it's like to be, like, having amazing sex with someone. And I was like, yeah. mm, this doesn't work. I, so it, I don't think it would ever work for me. And now that I'm in a relationship where I'm, like, horny, horny, horny all the time, right. if he talked to another girl, I would pass out and die immediately. That's how you know. Like, you actually like him. Yeah, exactly. Like, right? I become a complete, complete psycho. 
Yep. Are you? Do you get jealous? Wait, what's your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh my god, I love Sag. Oh, good. Okay, good. What are you? I'm Leo. A Leo. So we're like, are we both fire? We're both fire, and we're like, we both love adventure and people. Yeah. Okay, good. But I'm such a homebody, so like my adventures. Oh my god. Like beyond. Wow. Are you not? Well. Teach me your ways. Teach me your open relationship adventurous ways. No, no, no. COVID turned me into one because now I like. That's why I love COVID. Oh, my like, God. Everyone turned into a hypochondriac and a homebody. I know. I have been a hypochondriac since day one, but the homebody. No, I literally until COVID, like I had spent, I would say maybe two nights alone in my apartment. Like I would never stay at home. Total extrovert. Well, also just I had a huge fear of being alone and like couldn't I would like fill the void. with Interesting. You know, with whatever it was. I was obsessed. And I still... But now I'm like, oh, my God. It's heaven to be home alone. But did you start dating your boy? No. So you were dating him two years ago, right? We so. were dating before. Yeah, thankfully. And honestly, we were in this place where I was traveling so much and he's so annoying at texting me that I was like, is this going to work? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, JK, the world's ending. You can't go anywhere. And I was like... Trapped and then it, Yeah, literally. <laughs> it like totally made our relationship amazing. I trapped my boyfriend like we were both supposed to be doing summer school and so there was literally no one else there and like I had a big crush on him for like two years prior and I was like were you friends or were you you just we were like friends periphery friends like he'd come up to me and ask me if someone else that I was friends with was at the party but like no no, you know what I mean (laughs) wait what's his name Dylan Dylan don't yeah I know don't do that I know I know but then he came around when I trapped him because I was like you literally have no one else here but (laughs) obviously you guys have an amazing connection because you've been together for 100 years I think I knew I think I just he's a Scorpio which scares the shit out of me every day I'm like surrounded by Scorpios my best friend who I host my podcast with Pat Regan is a Scorpio yeah and sometimes I like him based on what I've heard from your podcast he's so so funny but yeah he describes it as being, like, mean and horny or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, like, very uh, – so sensitive and, like, passionate, I guess you can say, to be nice. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But, yeah, so we've been together – I mean, he's, like, love of my life. I'm, like – You love him. I'm literally addicted. I can tell. I'm addicted to his love. When I think about him, I just feel like, ooh. Oh, I love that so much. But, wait, so you met him – because so like when you met him in your open relationship, what were the terms of the open relationship? Let's fucking go. So yeah. basically, the terms were: we had to say before if we were going to go on a date or go meet up with okay. someone or hook up with someone, and then no sleepovers, no sleepovers, and yeah, just like tell the other one what happened, basically. Okay, so like past, like only second base. No, I mean, you could have sex with them, but you couldn't sleep, literally sleep over. Oh, you could have sex, but you just literally couldn't no, sleep over. No, literally no sleepovers. So, like, I would oh go, my God. like, the first guy I hooked up with, I went on this, like, Tinder date with this guy. Yeah. And, like, we walked around Prospect Park and went to his apartment and, like, had crazy sex. And I went home yeah. and was like, hey. <laughs> and, like, do you tell him, you told him after, like, hey, I just came from Yeah, here. I was like, well, he would be like, he knew I would be there. So, he'd be like, how was it? I was like, it was fun, like, blah, blah. And then what would you two do together? Like, would you, like, you and the boyfriend, like, would you have picnics or, like, sex? I mean, we would hang out literally all day, every day. Was it platonic? Like, would you kiss, like, randomly? Yeah, but it was never, like, charged. We would have sex, like, I mean, at the beginning we had a lot of sex, and then by the end it was, like, oh, it was always, and it's not his fault, like, some people just have different 
wants. Well, you're working double duty then because then you're like having sex with some people and having sex with him at home. We right? were, no, we weren't having a lot of sex because I was always like, ple- like the reason it happened was I was like, please, my God, fuck me. And it was always like this yeah. thing. Like he didn't have as high a sex drive as Libido. I did. Yeah, it was so fucking annoying, but it's not his fault. So how'd you have that conversation? Like, were you like... To open it? Yeah. I feel like we, we always, you know, you always have like the same fights. I feel like we would always yes. have a conversation of like, not having enough sex would turn into me being like, you're not attracted to me. Totally. Like, always of course. Does. And so he was always like, of course I am. Why would I live with you, be with you? What are you talking about? And so I was, so then finally, like one night over like four beers. Yep. He Get was lubricated. Yeah, exactly. He was very like cool, open-minded and cool about it. Wow. Are you still friends? No, but I wish it was the best. <laughs> but, but, but literally, I, but literally there was no fight there was no bad blood it was just like were condoms a rule uh yeah 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 of course yeah you had to like i mean i'm so so anxious and crazy like i'm super safe yeah yeah so you like okay so that was part of the conversation like there have to be condoms involved but like let's say you just go out and then you're like fuck there's a really hot guy like do you text your boyfriend and say like i'm thinking about it i think that i think that definitely happened once or twice the whole thing i would say it was over like a six month period and it crumbled yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. Because it quickly turned into me like falling for someone and seeing the same person over and over again. Right. And then right. the one. So basically my friend Chris from college was we were having drinks one night and I was like, I'm open now. And he was like, oh, my God, my friend Brian um, just broke up with his girlfriend and he thinks you're cute. Like maybe you guys could hang out because you're both like not looking for a relationship. Right. Or whatever. So then we were about to have a date. And then the night before our date, we ran into each other at Chris's like house party. Okay. And started just like crazy hooking up in this closet. And I was like, I, I literally was like, I looked at him and I was like, you're going to ruin my life. Yeah. And I knew. Yeah. And then we started. What's his name? Brian. Brian. Brian from heaven. And then, <laughs> and then basically it, it progressed and then one night I accidentally, I slept over like I. You broke the rule. I broke the rule because I was, yeah, I was like drunk and I was way uptown. Yeah. And I just texted my boyfriend like, hey, I'm staying over. Sorry. Like, I, I, don't, have yeah. my, I don't have my keys, blah, blah, blah. Some, some bullshit. And when I came home in the morning, he was like, what's, what's going on? Wow. Wow. So he was like strict with the rules. And he just knew like you'd met this guy that like. It was, liked. it was just obvious. And I couldn't, at that point, I was just like, you know, yeah, I'm not. And then we had to keep living together for like two months after we broke up. Oh, Jesus. Don't tell me that. Oh, no. It was honestly very cordial. Yeah, that sounds like, I mean, everyone needs to adopt this. Like if you're with a guy that you're like, meh, he's I mean, okay. You know, I make it like, open. But I feel like I was kind of like a coward about it. Like I probably, I don't think I knew this, but I think I wanted to end it. And I was yeah, scared. Yeah, but then everyone else cheats. Everyone, if, like everyone else in that situation just doesn't have the conversation. Exactly. Right? So I think it was a cool experience. I'm glad we tried it. Um, but I, I wouldn't do it again. Hey, it led you to Brian from heaven. I mean, literally, thank God. So we love. But then the drama is that once I broke up with my ex, Brian and I like were like off to the races, like let's fucking go. And then all of a sudden he freaked out and was like, this is too fast. You just got out of a relationship. Oh, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, don't ever talk to me again. We end it. I don't talk to him or see him for two months. Yeah. Then I'm walking down Fifth Avenue. And guess who I see walking up Fifth Avenue looking gorgeous in a suit? Oh, Brian my God. from heaven. And then the rest is hissed. 
Oh my, I feel like, okay, so that's the thing about being single in LA versus being single in New York. Mm-hmm. There's no spontaneity in LA. Like, you're not going to run into anyone. Like, you're going to run into, like, your high school, like, soccer coach or something, but, like, not <laughs> someone you actually want to, like, run into. You know, like, you're not going to be like, oh, and I saw them at a bar. Like, Wait, you know so what I mean? Wait, so how long you know, have you lived in LA? My whole life. Forever. So you love Forever. it. Forever. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like, my family's here and my boyfriend's whole family's here. So it's like, you know. That's so nice. If it ain't broke. Totally. You know? It's like, we don't have seasons, but, like, I like that. I guess. Have you lived in New York? Your whole- oh, no, you haven't. You lived in Houston, right? I grew up in Houston. And then, yeah, I've lived here since college. So I've been here like seven years. Do you think you'll be there forever? Yeah. I love it. And I Brian love- from Heaven's from there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm such a – I'm so crazy. Dating me is literally horrible, but here we are. Um, it sounds great. And- I would love someone to come on a podcast and, t- and say that I'm from Heaven. I'm Well, it's so funny because like – I'm very words of affirmation-y. What's your love Me language? too. Okay. No, that's my, that is my only currency. Is of- that what you give or is that what you want to receive? Mm, I think, so my giving love language is definitely gift giving. Like I definitely am a gift giver. I love giving gifts, but I don't want you to reciprocate. Like I'm like, no, you're making it weird. Don't do that. Because it just makes it uncomfortable. Like I, I don't expect anything in return. I just really like giving gifts. But as far as receiving love, words of affirmation all day long. Like, give me a compliment. I'm, I'm happy. I'm such a words of affirmation girl. But what, what's yours? A guy like hanging up a shelf for you is like the sexiest thing in the world. Yeah, but my boyfriend is like, bless his heart. He's the best, but he is not handy. He's wonderful at a lot of things. Being handy is not one of them. Like he tries to help around the house and like it's the sweetest thing in the world. And he can do like, you know, he's the dish guy in our house. He has a lot of his own jobs. When it comes to like hanging up a picture or he was plunging the toilet the other day with my goop body brush. No. That he found. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I keep telling myself, like I'm like, Jade, you can't, if you correct him this one, or like if you say like move over, I'll do it then I will be the toilet plunger lady for the rest of my fucking life. Okay. So I'm like, I can't do that. So I just let him continue doing it and just like cringed in the corner. Oh my God. Well, you know? one time he did hang up my curtains. So you never oh. know. But okay, so. what I'll say, have you seen, this is my new obsession, the show Couples Therapy on Showtime? Yes. Oh, I'm so obsessed. So good. The toilet brush so thing good. reminds me of that, you know? <laughs> okay, so I want to ask you, I'm like, I could literally talk to you for four I know, years. I hope, I hope you have time. I have a million years. Well, I, okay. I am, however, um, you'll love this. I'm doing my breathwork therapy. Um, I love that. At, yeah, at 630. Have you done I, breathwork? Yes. Do you do kundalini ever? Is that? Uh, I don't know. What's Try that? kundalini. It's what's up. It's like. How do you spell that? Is that with a K? I think it's with a K. Okay, I'll look it up. I'm not sure what this is. I just had. A friend of mine was like, I did this thing that changed my life. Let me introduce you to this woman. Her name is Bianca. And yeah, you just lay on the floor and you just breathe until you're shaking. No, that stuff really works. And it makes you feel like you just worked out. I was just going to say, I was like, it feels like you exercise. You get the endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. You get high. Not really high, but it feels good. And me and Bianca both really like Taylor Swift. So we listened to like, there was one where we just like listened to folklore on repeat, like the whole session. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. so good. Oh, what's your favorite album? Oh, my God. I mean, ugh. it's so hard. I know, because I feel like 1989 was so good, but I also so randomly good. love Reputation, and Lover is underrated. 
Yeah, lover is underrated. I love red yeah, so much. I kind of like, miss the red phase, if I'm honest. Me too. Like, give me treacherous. Give me, like, almost do all those, you so know. So good. I need to cuts. send you. There's, like, a bracket for, like, finding the best Taylor Swift song. Oh, Have okay, you seen I'm that? In. Yeah. No, I'm there. I can't remember what I landed on, but it was, it was like, an impossible task. Yeah, but it's, like, for people, like, our age, like, she really... I feel like when you say to people like oh i'm a taylor swift fan like i'm such a closet taylor swift fan because people think like mm, like like people don't understand when you say it's like embarrassing to say that you're a taylor swift fan but when you talk to another millennial girl you know who was like who really grew up listening to taylor swift songs and like she really was the voice of our generation for women like she really was there for like i feel like every big moment of my growing up from like 15 to 22 as she's saying um was like all she was the soundtrack of like me growing up and I feel like a lot of women feel that way oh oh, me me learning Tim McGraw on the guitar like in my bedroom oh my god I I love her so much me too okay but let's talk about your 20s because you're freshly out right not yet. Don't be rude. I'm 29. Tw- I'm 29. Don't bully me okay. on your podcast. Um, I know it's actually crazy. I don't know what I feel. I f- yeah, I'm turning 30 in August. Okay. Yes, you're a Leo. We went over that. I kind of feel like it, nothing counts or matters. And like I think before the pandemic, I would have had a different reaction. But now I'm just like, okay, cool. Like life, you literally can't control anything. So might as well keep going. I don't think I think there's other there's just so much other stuff I can think about and care about than my age. Do you? What yeah, do you me think? Too. No, I mean, I, but I think like, yeah, like I truly believe that everyone, I mean, I truly believe it. And then like I'm my stomach, like my heart is in my ass, like when I'm scrolling <laughs> through Instagram. But like, I believe like that everything happens for, not for, happens for a reason that sounds too cliche, but I just mean like everyone's on their own trajectory. You know what I mean? Like I'll figure my shit out when I'm supposed to. Like I can't be like, I don't know that 30s, the year I'm supposed to have kids and be married. No, and like, that's too soon. You know? That's too soon. Yeah. It's like crazy. Well, Instagram is life ruining. But I think oh my God. it's always like whatever, you know, it's the classic thing of whatever you're jealous of, that's like what you want. And you have to just be like, okay. So, exactly. Uh, so when I see people getting engaged or married or having babies, like I feel nothing. So I'm like, no, oh, okay, I don't want that yet. That's totally true. Yeah. Like my friend from Chicago is always like, well, will send me wedding announcements and I'll be like, oh, yeah, her skirt's really ugly. And she's like, no, like I was I'm like, I thought that would be me by now. And I was like, I didn't feel like that at all. Like she's like, I was so jealous. And I'm like, that's sad. I also think like when you're in a good relationship, like we're lucky enough to be. It's like it doesn't matter what you're doing. Of course. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, you know, shit could happen any minute. And then I start over at 27. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Scary. No, now that I love uh, someone so much, it's obviously like, oh, my it's terrifying. It's like if you oh, it's so if scary. you fuck with me, dude, is what I think. I'm like, I yes. will freak out. Yes. I will lose now, my shit. Totally. Because now there are two layers, though. It's like if you fuck me over, like I will be ruined forever is like how I feel. But then it's also like if you die, like if you are texting and driving, like I, you will kill me. Like, you know what I mean? I'm also oh, like, I mean, you it can't sucks win. having. No, it's like you have this like, town. They, this <laughs> I mean, you literally can't. It's it's that's why you have to be present, which is the hardest thing to be. I mean, you're talking to the most anxious person in the world. Really? Like, I cannot. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you, what do you what do you take? What do you do? What do you take? What do you? So I am on Lexapro. You like it? I you know I, this is something that I really want to talk to you about. So let's just get into okay. it now. I okay, I love it. 
I started it during quarantine. Like I started mm-hmm. so it before. It's new. it's new. So I started it like I, I tried a bunch of different ones. You know, it's like takes a, the longest time to find like the right antidepressant. Yeah. What, so what did you not like about the other ones? I, well, so I tried Wellbutrin uh-huh. once, and I was, like, put on way too high of a dose, and I had a seizure from it. <gasps> it was so scary. Are oh, you yeah. serious? Oh, yeah. Like, full-fledged. Like, I, I've never had a seizure before. never oh, had one since. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so scary. So, like, then I swore off of them for two or three years because I was like, holy well, shit. Yeah, like, I you w- just get – because you can't trust yourself. So now I'm on Lexapro. But – because it took me, like, a lot of time to trust my body again. But I, that wasn't going to happen. So now I'm on Lexapro and I love it because it makes me less ruminative and I have depression more so than anxiety, I feel like. Okay. You lean more. Yeah. yeah. Like in bed, lifeless kind of thing. I get bouts like that. So, but, so I like it because I used to be the kind of person that's like, okay, I'm going to the grocery store. Okay. I have to take like 16 steps to get to my closet and then I have to like put, everything Mm -hmm. was so hard and it just like kind of took, it made space between me and my thoughts, which I love. That's amazing. But the sex part, which I know, like, you wrote, Prozac versus pleasure. Yes. it's Because, like, you just have to work harder. It can still yeah. happen. You just got to work harder. So tell me about your antidepressant experience. So you've been on it, like, a year-ish? Like, almost a year. Yeah. What's your experience? Thankfully, I didn't have – oh, my God. So scary about the Wellbutrin. I was scared to try – I know. Isn't that so scary? God, yeah. It it doesn't happen to everyone, so don't knock well. Well, I have tried it, actually. But yeah, so I was, like, scared to try stuff for a long time. I kept, like, filling the prescription and then not taking it or taking it for, like, two days and then feeling – because I'm just so anxious. I was like, I'm crazy. Right. And finally in quarantine, I was obviously like, I want to die. Um, which was really scary, which was a scary thought, uh, that I don't want anyone to have. (laughs) And so, yeah, and and also I was going to be away from – I was going to, you know, be – home in Texas and not with Brian for like a month. So I was like, oh, perfect. I won't have to think about the sex stuff. So I started taking the Prozac and people love Prozac. I similarly felt what you're describing kind of like I would feel something that might cut me really deep. Instead, would kind of just cut like a little bit and then I could like move forward. Yes. You know, totally. But I actually recently (laughs) I'm like going rogue. I actually recently kind of so I had weaned myself down to like the lowest dose. Yeah. And then I recently stopped taking it. Um. I think I'm doing that classic thing where you, like, think you're okay. That happens to me every (laughs) time. So my therapist, literally every time we meet, the second that she stops saying it, I'm going to, like, have this idea. Every six months, like, I want to go off because I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I don't need it. Like, you know what I mean? And I have that that same inclination. I know. So I'm not sure. I've been off it for, like, a week or so. (laughs) How's that going? Um, I feel fine, but also, like... Now that it's like the weather's amazing, it's spring. Right, right. I'm also just like I'm on, I'm on so many journeys because I'm also trying to deal with what we'd mentioned at the beginning, my my polycystic ovarian syndrome. So I'm like I'm on a new med for that, and I think part of me has been feeling like it's scary to think of taking a lot of things because I'm like, well, what's totally. actually like doing? So I'm like, if I can be on fewer medications, maybe I'll be able to solve the root of whatever's going on with me. Exactly. Yeah, there is like that thing where you're like, okay, I don't want to be on like five different pills. Like how far does that make me from like my natural soul self, you know? So it's, but it's hard because it's like what, but what's interesting is, so my sister's a therapist. Oh my God. And fascinating. Yeah. Keep them close. Is she older know? or younger? She's four years older. Okay, perfect. Yeah. So, but she's been like doing a ton of research and like going to all these like meetings and st- and learning a lot about psychedelics. And so oh, now okay. I know like a few people that are microdosing mm-hmm. and I'm like, they seem so happy. Mushrooms? 
Yeah, I think it's like psilocybin yeah. or whatever. Have you done mushrooms? No, I've done. I took those chocolate mushrooms mm-hmm. that are huge right now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you seen 22 Jump Street? Oh, like randomly, yes, but I don't well, remember a single thing from it. <laughs> like where Channing Tatum's like having – I can't remember who's having a good trip and a bad trip, mm-hmm. but like my boyfriend was having like the time of his life. Uh-huh. And I was like – I took too much too soon and I was like – riddled with nausea really oh and that like, sucks oh it, so i like had the worst trip ever so like i haven't again but i think it's something that i would love yeah but, I'm not a good drug taker oh no i'm i hate weed and like i'm terrified of it but this summer you love weed I, i'm like i'm a bad drug taker but i smoke oh, really? weed every night, i so, wish so. i liked it mm-hmm. i've been getting a little bit into like edibles to help me sleep but it makes me psycho yeah can, if you like if i have sativa it makes me like do you smoke it, like so stressed yeah i like i don't like the act of like smoking a joint but, but i got really into mushrooms this summer the chocolate mushrooms d- yeah everyone this summer was obsessed and you love them yeah i mean i took the, i'm so i took a really small dose i just felt like in a good mood i didn't like see things yeah. you know yeah good mood is great because well, that's how they described it to me they were like oh it just feels like you smoked a lot of weed and if you smoke a lot of weed it like doesn't work as much anymore you know what i mean it loses like potency so i was like sweet it was not like that <laughs> Like I went into it with like a great attitude too, but it was like we were we went to this new restaurant in Cabo. We thought no, that was the right time to fucking not a try it. <laughs> no, and so we tried. It was so bad. We ordered like so much food. I got so nauseous, and I we had like we had that to leave. Sucks. Like he ate all the food, and I, like, it was, was so it just mad the at two me because I was like having the worst trip. That's so yeah, funny. Thank yeah. God. Thank a friend of God. mine was like, you're not supposed to look at your phone when you're doing it. Like, that can be really triggering. Weird. Like, to see, like, anything about the world that's, like, outside of your present circumstances. Hello. It's triggering I know, for me right? every day. Oh, my God. It, I literally, well, I've, yeah. Oh, it's, I, yeah, I've had this, I've been, like, deleting and re-downloading my apps, like, recently. Because I just, honestly, the urge has, like, gone away. For, I used to be so addicted. Now I'm like, it actually brings me no joy. Yeah, it brings me like the opposite of joy, but I'm like still addicted to it. But it's like kind of your career, is it like, right? Like, I guess it's all of our career. Well, that's what I was going to say. When we're like posting for work, it's just like you have to. And I and I also have connected with so many amazing people and I like having a place to share my stuff. But it's. um. But what's your coping mechanism for like oh social? Oh, my God. Do you compare yourself mostly to other women like based on their body or like do you compare yourself to other women like other comedians or other actresses? Yeah, it's mostly like, oh my God, that person's doing that person's doing a project. I wish I was doing that. It's all that. Like the body stuff, it's like I've been seeing beauty like you know, growing up, I was like, I've seen magazines of people whose bodies I wanted for years. Then like yes. it's old news. And it's all face tuned anyway. Exactly. You can just tell yourself. No, it's so all it's like- professional, like I want what I want what yeah. she has. And it's like it sucks, too. And it's like people you love or people who are your friends and your first instinct is like, fuck. And then you have to be like, be happy for this person, Catherine. Like you love them and they deserve this thing. But it's hard. Yes. No, because like it's it's almost like you don't recognize yourself like this green, like envious monster comes out and is like, fuck that. And like I'll do the thing where like I'll try to list all the reasons why like it'll fail. And I'm like, that's the nastiest <laughs> like hole to go yeah. down. Like it's so vile. But it's like I'm trying to like save myself from like ruining my it'll ruin my whole day. If I see someone like got an opportunity that like I, I wanted and it's terrible. It's like, why do I feel do the exact that? same way. I've literally in the past described it as like, it's not me. It's like a different person who like comes to life when yeah. I feel like these. I've been reading this like DBT workbook, which is really fascinating. And um, they talk about like being in the red zone. And sometimes I'm like, you're not operating 
as yourself. You're just like this different. Yeah. So so CBT is based on like the your thoughts and like kind of interfering with your thoughts. I What's literally DBT? don't know. This is such a dumb bitch answer. Basically, my friend had it and I was at her apartment and I was freaking out and she like showed it to me and, and kind of talked me down. And so I bought it on Amazon. Di- is it dialectic? Is it like? Yes. It's okay. dialectic behavioral so maybe it's about the language you use more so than dialectical behavioral therapy is someone's gonna listen to this and be like no These i know girls but are. basically if you listen to this and think i'm dumb it's like <laughs> i said that first i'm dumb yeah you're right we agree we're best friends grow up get over it um anyways it's i'm just getting into it i'm just starting but it's it's very fascinating because it seems to give you like actual tools whereas i was kind of seeing a freudian ass like dream girl who was not helping me are you in therapy I actually just broke up with one of them. I had two therapists. One who was Mm -hmm. this dream girl who I'm like, she was great, but she would just kind of talk me. I would get in a worse mood after talking to her because it would remind me of everything Mm. that I was annoyed about. Yep. And then I have this new woman who is like specializes in um, sort of OCD, but we're dealing with like eating disorder stuff. Okay. We're really getting into the eating. So that's who you're currently seeing. The eating girl. Yeah. Have you had trouble with eating disorder um, before? I mean, my brain is so deeply broken that I can't even, I mean. Girl, I feel the same way sometimes. It's, but I, I feel swear. like every, now that I'm doing this therapy and like really thinking about it, I like, I'm talking about this kind of thing with so many of my friends and like every woman I know is like, oh yeah, like I've tried to start myself. It's like. Oh, totally. Great. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's weird. Actually, I've been talking to a lot of my friends about this as well. And one of my friends called me the other day and was asking me, like, if I've ever had a touch of an eating disorder or if I've ever sampled with, you know, weird diets or starving myself or things like that. And my immediate reaction was like, no. And then I thought more about it. And I was like, oh, actually in seventh grade, like I definitely, you know, was like my body was changing. I'd just gotten my period. And I remember like working out like crazy and like eating like yogurt and walnuts and it only lasted like a little while. And I, you know, I think it's really lucky that I didn't get any attention either way for it. Like I kind of just was able to go through that phase and have it be over, thank God. But it's interesting. I don't think that there's a woman, you'd be hard pressed to find a woman that hasn't tried a dodgy diet or, you know, tried starving herself or tried an unhealthy way of losing weight. I just think it's something we all deal with. And It shouldn't have to be just like an emergency for you to seek help because I think we all need help with the way that we talk about our bodies and think about our bodies because it takes up so much brain space. Yeah. Well, I feel the same way in that it was never like obvious I need to cry for help, but it was more in totally. I've only realized in recent years how much of my brain space it occupies and I'm just like really sick of that and I want to just be free of that. I think I have major body dysmorphia. Oh, yeah. I just struggle a lot with like binging and restricting and it's just... It's fascinating how it's just a vicious cycle and it never you can never win with dieting. Like dieting doesn't no. work. And especially now there's all those like intermittent fasting and which literally all these things. Yeah, it's so I'm like, what the hell is that? It gave <laughs> me an eating disorder. I was like Oh, for sure. I mean, right? Do you have, did you do it? Yeah. Yeah, because you're like, oh, okay, it's suddenly okay for me not to eat all day. And like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, sweet. I guess like that's what I'm going to call this now, intermittent fasting. Like now I have a new word for like starving myself. Literally, like I remember you know? it was like 2017 and I would like reward myself. I'd be so proud if I like didn't eat until like five. Yeah. And I I'm, know. Like so sick. It is so crazy. So I'm not, I'm only now like not feeling guilty if I have like calories before like noon 
Yeah, but then it's like now we have to unlearn this stupid intermittent fasting that we thought was like good for and like it's just And it's also a like disaster. men love to talk about intermittent fasting. I'm like, you actually totally. know it. Shut the fuck up. And like they're less hungry than we are on just like a general basis, you know? They don't get it. They don't They get don't it. they don't. They really don't. Mm-hmm. So you stopped with that one therapist. Mm-hmm. Was it awkward to stop? Did you just ghost or how'd you leave? We were just having a our a conversation and I was like, I don't think this is helping. And then I sent her a text and I, like, I don't want to meet anymore. And then she never responded. Oh my God. How catty of that. It sucks. Therapist. Because I really, I really like her. I, I, I don't know. I think I, I was ultimately like kind of rude to her on the phone, but it was only because <laughs> she pissed you off. so much. She, well, she wanted it. She was like, well, what do you mean? Tell me why you're upset. Like go. And so it was kind of this thing where I was like, it's okay. It's okay. And she's like, well, it's not okay. Well, you know, it's okay to be upset. So tell me why you're upset. And so then I felt right. Annoyed. I don't know. What What about you? Are you in like therapy? that? Would really annoy me. Yeah, I'm in. Th- I've been in major, major therapy. Like I used to go twice a week. Now I mm-hmm. go once a week, or I don't go anywhere anymore. It's over the phone, obviously, yeah. uh, which sucks. But um, actually, does it suck? I feel like it's opened the door for more people to like go to therapy now totally. that they don't have like the excuse of like the commute. Yeah. But it's it was definitely hard. Like now I'm in an office. Like I work like in a little office outside of our house but before when I was like doing it in my house and like Dylan was like walking around and I'd be like (laughs) that's impossible (laughs) in our sex life or like something like insane like no so it was like so hard but yeah so I'm in therapy I love my therapist that's great it's hard to find a good one I know I've had her for like five years too oh my god that's special I know and she but she's like you know someday like you may want to like switch it up and I'm like no don't leave me like please don't leave me oh no yeah (laughs) No, like I think like everyone in my life like re- relies on her to like keep me sane. So it's it's great. <laughs> is Dylan in therapy? Yes, it's he so is, good. which is like super it's so, attractive. It's so hot. I know. Yeah, it's um, wonderful. It's like I don't know if you're allowed to have like preferences or requirements, but that would for sure be a requirement on my Raya or Hinge or whatever. You have to be in therapy. So you are a true multi-hyphenate for sure already. Like you're an actress, an oh author, my a God. whole. Every twenty-year-old, every twenty-something-year-old is very envious of you right now, including myself. That's hilarious because every day I feel like a loser. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Yeah. yeah. Like we just like feel like shit about ourselves all day long, and then think that it's only us, and then everyone else is feeling like. And then you see like a meme online, you're like, oh my God, someone else out there is feeling like this. Totally. And it's like. we torture ourselves i had dinner with a friend last night and it was just like us going back and forth like telling each other like why we're doing okay i'm like no but like don't you see like as an outsider i can see all this good stuff about you and she's like that's what i think about you and it's like right it's just crazy but yeah is it easy for you to confide in people when you're really low (laughs) yeah it's impossible (laughs) to shut me up i literally i literally can't keep a single thought to myself it is a disorder it is that's what's hard. I think that's good, no, though. No, no, Sometimes you got oh, it. Sometimes you gotta can it because why? Like, what kind of trouble does it get you into? Basically, I'll ha- I'll bring up I'll complain about the same things over and over again until no one wants anything to do with me. That's fine. I'm like, but at least you're open about it and you know everything <laughs> that's bugging you. But like, do, do you do you share like too much stuff? Like, does your boyfriend ever be like, oh my god, okay, like why did you say that? Uh, no, no. He's. I mean, he gets frustrated with me if I go if i'm going down the same thought spirals over and over again oh, yeah and i'm re- he gets mad when i'm like so mean to, to myself yeah he's yeah. like i can't watch you do this to yourself it's not fair Dylan said to the me exact same right? thing to me last week yeah exactly but um yeah no he doesn't he doesn't care if i share details about like our life or whatever yeah like i i bet he prefers you being confident and open about your life rather than going on one of those crazy 
self-loathing shame spirals that we love to go on. But does your boyfriend ever get upset about you oversharing? Like, does he ever say like this about my life is off limits or that's off limits? Oh, it's so hard not to get in those. Oh my God. It's so, I mean, it happens constantly. I and had it's one, like, yeah, yesterday. <laughs> it's the worst. I had one, what day is it today? Wednesday? I had one Monday. Yeah. yeah. We're coming it's fresh like, off our, our, our spirals. <laughs> our spirals. And it sucks because it's just the same shit over and over again. Like, it's just like the same ruminative thoughts, like the same. And then it's weird because you wake up the next day or two days later and you're like, oh, I actually feel okay about myself like I don't hate myself that much not even two days for me it's like two two hours like my moods are so I'm so volatile but I didn't even feel I mean that's why you're like yeah you should get on your meds again girl but I don't feel like it's different I'm like I get it like so so you're like do you think you're gonna stay do you tell your therapist when you go off well well, I kind of broke up with her so okay so she yeah so this new therapist doesn't know I kind of keep some things to myself I mean I'm literally being I'm being bad right I'm being bad right now I know listeners calm (laughs) down I know I'm being bad I'm doing it I'm trying it out it's hard it's a hard commitment like for me it was scary and it's still scary like I would love to I would rather be on like microdosing like mushrooms that like I didn't feel really and like didn't have a lot of like chemical interference with my normal bodily functions yeah but it's like yeah it's I don't know like this is these are the cards I was dealt man it actually was crazy because I've been off it a week and yeah when we were having sex like two nights ago I was like and I was like just starting my period which makes me like extra horny yeah I was like this is the best sex I've ever had in my life I'm never taking these drugs again but then you feel like shit and you're like why did I do that oh my god do you think everyone's trying their best or no do you think people are evil in life? Yeah, I think everyone's trying their okay. best. Sometimes I'm like, are sometimes people do things and you're like, are you trying your best? But I think you're right. No, let me rephrase. That was just like my gut answer, like what I thought was like PC and, and nice. <laughs> but what I really feel is like I think it's split right down the middle. Like I think the people that are like always looking to improve and like approve upon themselves and like mm-hmm. are, the self aware people are not like are are doing their best. If you're not. You know, like, I don't think you're doing your best. If you're not reflecting on, like, how you make other people feel or, like, how you conduct yourself, I don't think you're doing your best. Yeah, I don't know. I like like to think everyone's fundamentally good, but it can be – it can be trying. Yeah, I think people are just traumatized. You know, like, I think there's just a lot of – yes, I think there's just, like, a lot of fucking trauma and, like, no one's working on it. It's, It's hard out there. No one, it's, no one gets through life unscathed. Ain't that the damn truth? And yet, we're here. We're podcasting. We have it all. Yeah, look at us. We have look it all. We should be thr- we should be thrilled. I, no more spirals. I know. I'm doing I breath know. work therapy. You know, I'm. It is. It's crazy how much the weather, like it being nice outside today, is like life changing. Oh, I'm so like such a seasonally depressed person. Yeah. I could not live in London. Like I would not leave mm. my house. If I have the option, if I'm like, oh, there's a cloud, mm, I probably should stay in bed. Doesn't the dog help with that? You're like, well, I ha- literally have to go out. I was about to say that. Yeah. Yes. So, like, totally. He gets me out of bed because I have to walk him twice or three times a day and and feed him. So you're like – and, like, those little things, my therapist always says, like, self-esteem is built from doing esteemable acts. Oh. So it's like when you keep oh. those – and yeah, you know. Just... Let, me, let, me pack, let me unpack that. <laughs> So it's just like nice to like get those little accomplishments over in the morning, you know? I was talking about this dog thing with my friend uh, this morning 
And I was like, does it make me boring if I get a dog? Like, is my life over? And he was like, I don't like, think you could be boring. No, but he's, it was so funny. He was like, it definitely does give off the vibe of like, okay, I just want to enjoy my life. Yes. And it's like, ew. Yeah. No, it's, it is totally, <laughs> it is like a very wholesome, it does give off that vibe. Like, you're kind of just like, yeah, I'm settling down, even if like you're not. That's what's so scary because I'm like, I'm so ambitious. I want so many things. And is a dog going to make me like, no. Okay. No, you will still do all of those things, like for sure. I, I mean, what is what a stupid thing to worry about. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like a, it's a huge decision. I wish everyone would freaking care about getting a dog so they don't get these animals and then just give them back in two seconds. I know. I love that my worry is literally like, oh no, what if I enjoy my life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what if I like feel daily pleasure instead of like? Yeah, constant... you're like, whoa, what would that be like? How would that affect my success? It, it's so wild. No, but we're, we're, you're getting a dog. We're going to exchange numbers so that I can fully be, I want to be fully involved. I will babysit from LA. I love that. And I also, yeah, now that we've met and now I'm like, we have to do mushrooms together. Okay. A hundred percent. When you're ready. You are, you're ready. you are the person that I would do it with. I'm honored. I'm honored. Yeah. It, that's big. Cause I'm like, I just don't like, I, I, I want to rewrite history. I want to rewrite that experience because everyone loves them, but me. Yeah. I think it's, it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta give it. Give it some time. I mean, it's. I, there was one day I, actually when we had <laughs> we went to Prospect Park in the fall and we're like, let's we're gonna do mushrooms and like it was supposed to be this beautiful day and then it started raining and I hadn't eaten that morning because I was say it with oh. me intermittent fasting and I I had a similar I was like where are my arms it was raining <laughs> yeah we have to just like get back on the horse as they say yeah you gotta just try again yeah because like I think I like tried Molly in college one time that was laced with some oh my insane God. thing I've never done Molly I'm scared. <laughs> Don't. I I literally just said on your podcast, if you don't like a drug, just try it again. I definitely want to <laughs> say that I don't agree with that statement that I just made. <laughs> I'd like to retract definitely that statement. Definitely don't do drugs. It's actually way cooler if people don't need to get fucked up to feel okay. But sometimes that's but what we need. But if you do. <laughs> I know. I've been trying to drink less, which is obviously horrible. Um, yeah. It's definitely interesting. I feel like you're at that part of quarantine. Yeah. I've kind of been in and out of it. It's like now I'm like doing my two weeks of like. Yeah, you know, you're reaching the wholesome stage of quarantine where you're starting breath work and you're thinking of quitting drinking yes. and you're thinking of getting a dog. Exactly. Until last week, I was in Canada for this work thing and I had to quarantine by myself in a hotel room for 14 days and I couldn't leave the room. Oh my and I was God, like, how am fear. I not going to like binge eat and just like get fucked up? And it was like, yeah, it was kind of a thing where, like, I would do that, like, one night, and then you'd feel so bad that you'd be, like, okay for a few nights. Yeah. And then I feel like yeah. I had, like, two nights where I was like, girl, what are you doing? I had. Isn't that the worst, though? <laughs> like, when, when your brain won't let you relax, when you're like, no, 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 like, it's okay. Like, I've given myself permission to have this day. And your brain's like, no, you're worthless. You're stupid. You can't, oh, my God. Why are you doing I literally, You're wasting your life. I woke up to a note on my uh, on my phone that I had written, like, in my notes app that said, <laughs> all caps. I was clearly drunk because it was, like, mistyped. It was like, food will not heal you. <laughs> 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 so dark like, but it might I mean it but it might you know what it sometimes does like the other night now that I'm back in New York I'm just like horny for life and the other night it was like I was having oysters and martinis on the Upper West Side and I was like how could this not be healing this is what life's about 
Yeah, and like if you're like working on yourself in every other way, like you're doing the antidepressants, or you know you're taking a break from antidepressants, <laughs> or like you're doing, you know, you're It'll doing. It'll be so funny to like the- talk to you like a, a month after this episode and be like, oh yeah, I was a disaster after I saw. <laughs> <laughs> no, people have come on the show and been like, yeah, I quit drinking, and then two weeks later they're like drinking. It's it's the best. It's like we're we're all trying our best. Exactly. As we said. But also, I remember like when I went on the antidepressant the first time, my therapist was like, you know. It's also like it's a traumatic. It's something you can go on and off depending on what you're going through, and like yeah. you're going through something traumatic. We all were, and yeah. so I'm, I kind of figured at some point I might try weaning myself totally. off. Totally. So no, my therapist was like because I have really bad PMS, or like mm. I especially did when I was on the pill. And now I'm off. What do you take? And she was like, um, I'm off. And oh, I'm off everything now. Wow. But I was on low low estrin. Is that the mini pill or is that different? What's a mini pill? I have to take a pill that's just um, progesterone. Progesterone. Oh, interesting. Because the estrogen fucks with my migraines. This is all fascinating. It's all very fascinating. I know. It is. No, is that uh, what's it called? What's that thing that everyone is spironolactone? What's that? I don't. It's like everyone likes it for acne and stuff. I don't know. Oh, interesting. My we're just actually, pushing drugs on people. I know. I'm obsessed. Spirulactone. I don't know what that is. Um, my one, the, the the best thing about me, and I do knock on wood, but skin. I have amazing skin. It's okay. Oh, good. And I can, yeah, I can so come on you... a podcast and say, yes, I'm anxious, depressed. My ovaries are completely fucked, and my brain is twisted, but my skin looks amazing. Yes, everything in my life may be crumbling, but I will always make sure my skin comes correct. You're glowing. You're glowing. Thank you. I have Botox, so it's like Do, I literally should can't I? move my forehead. Should I? A hundred percent. But I, I think everyone should. I've been getting it since I was like 24. <laughs> I'm scared of it. <laughs> well, can't you see? I'm so surprised right now. I can. <laughs> I can. <laughs> and like, I can't like, I'm trying so really hard. So how often do you have to get it? I get it like every nine months. Oh, that's like not very often. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I just feel like it makes me, like, shine, so I like it. (laughs) I know. But, yeah, no, I'm, like, everything else, like... But don't you feel like once you started, it's like you couldn't stop? For sure. Yeah. But you look amazed. Thank you. It's definitely something I would consider. Yeah, consider it. Guess what? It's good for migraines. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. I actually get it in my jaw because it's, you know, good for TMJ. Oh, you have TMJ. Yeah. Yeah, and just like this is just a big job. This just turned into a medical podcast. We're just we're two doctors. Okay, no, we're two young doctors exploring <laughs> yes. all the options. Please, please take all of our advice yeah, and none of we're it. We're really smart. Time. Yeah, exactly. But I want to go back to you saying you're a movie. You want to be a movie yeah, star. Yeah, I really need because that. I know so many people, like especially living in LA, like a lot of my friends who are like just starting acting or like you know doing that twenty-something-year-old pivot. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, so fuck, And I get it. Because, like, even when I was starting this podcast, I was like, oh, God. Like, I have to say I'm a podcast host. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? I'm like, literally, like, I am an expert at dodging the what do you do for a living question. Like, an expert. I'm unbelievable at it. What do you say? It. Like, I'll be like, I'll be like, look, a train. Like, it'll be, like, any, like truly anything. Like, I can divert from that subject. Yes. Or I'll leave and, like, let my boyfriend answer it for because they'll ask both of us. And I'm like, oh, like, I got to go to the right, bathroom. Right, right, of course. You know, like, I just run away from it. Because especially, like, 60-something-year-old men that always ask me, oh. they're like, what's your podcast about? And I'm like, Ugh. I know. You know, honestly. like, it's going to be lost on you anyway. I know. Literally at the doctor on Monday, I was like, she was like, are you going back to the office? And I didn't know how to explain. I was just like, I... I paused for like 20 minutes. I was like, I'm freelance. I'm freelancy. Yeah. And she's like, okay. I'm freelance. You're like, you're yeah. a dumb bitch. I'm like, I know. I, I, was at, I was getting my vaccine and I was like so nervous because like they're like in military uniform and I'm like so afraid of authority. Totally. 
And I was, like, so afraid that I shouldn't be there because I was just, like, I feel like we're all, like, at, like I don't want any vaccine shame. Like, I'm trying to wait my turn. Like, you know, I'm trying right, to, like, right, do right. all the things, whatever. I, I swear, I don't know why I said it. Like, I initially planned on telling them my profession. So they knew that I wasn't an essential worker or knew that, like, I had another job that didn't allow me to get an early vaccine. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to tell them I'm a podcast host. But then when I got there, I got so nervous and I was like, and they didn't give a fuck like who I was, what I did for a living, how old I was. They truly could not have cared less. But I was like, uh, I'm in media and it just came out and I don't know why. And the guy was like, <laughs> that's true. Um, hey, that's, to me, that's true. That's, that's a true thing about you. I was like, what just happened? Like what just happened in my brain to like, I, and I think he like thought I meant like I work for the news. Right. So like give me a good vaccine. Or, I work like, in media. It was it was like one of the most embarrassing moments as of late. <laughs> I just couldn't figure out why. I was like, uh, uh, like after I said it, I was like, I, I, I don't know why I'm well, here. It's complicated. We just we do so many things. It's, it's 2021. Get over it, everyone. But I love that you say you want to be a movie star because people are so damn afraid to say what they want to do in life. Yeah. And it, like, Have you always been brazen about that? No, 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 no. I just try. Just kind of worked up my confidence over the years I guess I had how do you do that I have a um a father who who really loves me so much and it praises me in, incessantly and it's given me a lot Aww. of confidence but I think once I started making my own work then I felt that gave me the confidence to then just say what I wanted because I felt like yeah I don't know I was like I bring something to the table like let me do it let me have it around what age did you do you think you felt like that <laughs> I'm like, like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I thought you were gonna say three years old. I was no, like, uh, no, get off the podcast. I feel like <laughs> there was like a turning point when I turned like, maybe when I was like 25, 26, I started to kind of understand more who I was and what I wanted to do. But no, I mean, before that, like post college in New York was just like disaster or disaster. I was just like drunk, fucking. What did around. you do like for a living? Okay. I was I tutored for a long time for the SAT. Okay. Um, I babysat. Mm -hmm. I was a waitress. Wow. I've done everything. And then, you know, I took the SAT 12 times No, and then and canceled my scores. Yeah. Why? Because I'm like the I have ADHD, but it was undiagnosed oh then. Oh, my God. And I was truly like the worst test taker oh, in the so world. Oh, that's so stressful. Oh, God. So anyway, that was triggering for me. I'm but sorry. I'm sorry so to bring you... it up. Uh, no, I've kind of I had like a bunch of different day jobs. And then thankfully, I got into voiceover. Uh, commercial voiceover how did you get into because every i'm like that's the best like money making hack i've ever heard of in my life yeah i just it's just luck and you have a good voice for it like no one wants my voiceover i don't i it's don't like, buy hey. that i <laughs> i think i think it was just yeah it, it lined up in a nice way i had like an acting coach who was like you should try voiceover and i didn't yet know how competitive or hard it was in cutthroat so i did and then it, i i got lucky yeah it, it went well and then after doing that for a few years alongside the tutoring and other jobs, I finally... Oh, I also worked at Casper, that mattress showroom. Yes. How was that? It was iconic. It was just like this... <laughs> it was this like fab loft in Soho, and we would just like drink yeah. mimosas and lay around on the beds. It was amazing. Oh, nice. Um, But they paid you like nothing. But anyways, eventually I like quit that job and was like, I'm going to see how doing just the VO can... Mm -hmm. If this can hold me for a while. And yeah, thankfully it has. And then... I, I was lucky that I could do some of that over the past year because like all my I started making money like performing and then that all went away yeah. last year. And then, yeah, you had your cabaret, right? Yeah, I do it every every Wednesday. And then I was like touring and doing a, a, my so monthly you were doing show. a live show every Wednesday. Yeah, every Wednesday I would do a live show and then I would do 
a monthly like hour long live show at this place Joe's Pub in New York and so I was doing like tons of live stuff and then flying around and so all that was gone so I was lucky to have some VO stuff to fall back on but it's inconsistent it's not like I I never know if I'm going to be able to do you like audition for voiceover mm-hmm. stuff? Is that how you get it? Yeah. I audition and then sometimes it'll be like, oh, I've worked with this producer before. So they like think of me. Yeah. What's your favorite one you've done? Oh, my God. They're all so fun. I did. You know what I did that was fun is I did, there's a chick commercial where the girls are shaving their pubes, but it's like topiary. Oh, yes. And I say like, chick at the end. <laughs> or I say like. That's it. That was it. No, I say something like love your skin. or I don't remember what it was, but that was a fun one. Oh my god! I really like doing it. It's fun. Yeah, it sounds fun. It is fun. So that's. uh... I love that you've just found all these different avenues to use your voice. Oh well, you know, like you podcast, you sing, you're, you know, like that's amazing. Thank you so much. But you know, it's. um, I also have had a lot of problems with my voice. I had. I've had. Have you? I've had two vocal hemorrhages. I've had a polyp. I had to go. I had to get laser. What? It's fucking crazy. I mean, I feel like this is a thing. Like singers know more about but basically yeah november so two years ago i i had this day where i was just super busy and then i literally sneezed and my vocal cords started bleeding i couldn't talk for like almost like a month or two and i had to cancel all this shit i had to have a laser like thrown up strewn like up my nose and then to seal out the blood vessel but i have an amazing doctor um dr salika you're one of those fancy people on um on vocal rest? I was the Adele of comedy. Yeah, I was. Yeah, it didn't. It, it was very traumatizing, but I didn't know I had a pandemic to go through. So at the time that now I think like that was, that was, child, that was child's play. But I had a great doctor at Wild Cornell. Shout out to Dr. Salika. He fixed me right up. And now you're good as new to use that bad yeah, boy but who as much knows? as you want. Anything, any, everything's precarious. Nothing. You can't control anything in life. Ain't that the truth? That's the that is the moral of this podcast episode. You can't control anything. Isn't that so scary? I know. Okay, let's take a break, and we'll see you in a minute. Speaking of things you can't control, so tell me a little bit about your PCOS journey. Oh, my God. I love that you're so open about it because it's like – I mean, I love that you're open about everything because it just is so (laughs) fucking refreshing. Well, likewise. But thank you. How did you find out that you – PCOS. I mean, my periods were never regular. And then when I was uh-huh. in college, I think kind of casually told my mom at one point, like, oh, I haven't had my period in eight months. And like, I was a virgin. And she was like, yeah. okay, you need to go to the, do- we need to go to the doctor. And I was like, no, yeah. I was like, I like not getting my period. It's fine. Yeah. And then they did uh, an ultrasound and they just mm-hmm. saw that my ovaries were covered in cysts. So that was enough to diagnose. And I just kind of ignored it for a long time. And then I gained... What? Yeah, what is PCOS? It's probably different for everyone, obviously. Like, do you go on medication immediately? Do you have surgery to remove the cysts? I wish. Like, what oh, you- my God. No, doctors, like, literally don't care. And no one tells you what to do. And it's fucked up. But... Yeah, I've kind of noticed that. Yeah, basically, they put me on birth control, which is supposed to help regulate your cycles. And then we mm-hmm. just ignored it. And then, like, in 2015, I, I just gained a bunch of weight suddenly. And mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Because it affects mm-hmm. like certain hormone levels. Totally. And that was when my doctor was like, I think this probably has something to do with the PCOS because like n- nothing was working. Yeah. So I started this pill called metformin. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped. But then I went off it. And then actually I... I went off it because my doctor, this is so classic. I went off it because my doctor like moved out of state and I was busy working. Cat, stop going off these. I was like, I don't give a fuck. And then literally on this, I'm back on it as of like Monday because I obviously I gained weight during the pandemic, which is normal. But I. Hello. Yeah. If you didn't, you're a sociopath. But I also like 
I went on this, like I was doing this intense kind of like fitness diet thing to try and like shed some of the pounds and like nothing was working. And so I think it's like, and then I got my blood work done and I think my whatever levels are like spiking again. So I hope I'm back on the medicine. I hope it helps. It's frustrating when something, I mean, weight is such a sensitive thing for so many people and it's just frustrating to feel like it's out of your control. Completely. Yeah. I think it's hard for a lot of people to understand when we as women go through any weight change, whether it's gaining or losing weight, but we're talking about gaining weight right now. It's just, it can be so hard on your psyche when like you're trying to get dressed and it takes 40 minutes longer because you're trying on everything in your closet and nothing fits. And it just colors your whole day. Like these micro frustrations of not feeling like yourself and feeling differently when you look in the mirror and your clothes being tight it can seem small, but it means it has so many effects on how you conduct yourself in your daily life. Like you don't want to see people you haven't seen in a while because you're afraid they'll notice that you gained weight or you don't want to be in pictures with your friends because you're afraid of what you'll look like next to them. Like those little things make such a difference in your psyche. And people really underestimate that and underestimate how helpless it can make you feel in your own body. And I just have to say, I loved, I was listening to your podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I loved what you had to say about gaining weight in quarantine and how that only contributed to the shitty way that you were feeling because you were, you know, hearing about a lot of disappointing news in your life and nothing felt like it was going right. And the weight thing was just like the cherry on top that made you say like, I can't take it anymore. And I love that you were so honest about that. I think that's so helpful to so many women because so many of us at least gained weight during quarantine or, you know, are going through those series of disappointments. And it's so cool that you were so open about it because, you know, we talk about that with our girlfriends all the time, but I think it's, you know, really important for us to all right now as women band together and be open about that. Can you kind of explain a little more of like your experience with weight throughout your life and how the PCOS kind of impacted it? Yeah, I think what's frustrating for me is like, I just love clothes so much. Yeah. And like nothing gets me more excited than like dressing up and looking amazing. So right Right. now I'm in this place where like half my clothes just don't fit. And it's like, you know, expensive things that like I invested in. Like, yeah, it just fucking sucks. Like I ordered a few new things and I'm trying to like chill out and I put some stuff under the bed and I'm going to pick it up later. But it fucking sucks. No, you are like, I am freaking out over here because like you are totally reading my mind. Really? when you, yeah, just when you have that stuff in your closet that like you bought when you were thinner or whatever, and you're like, what the fuck do I do with it now? Do I like give it away or do I just like get into this crazy cycle where I'm like, oh no, I'll lose it. I'll lose it. But like, I know, I think it's dangerous. I'm not sure what the right answer is. In, in my case, I was kind of like, okay, I'm going, I got rid of a bunch of stuff, but I was like, I'm going to save like these kind of like more expensive like statement pieces or like designer things that I'd really like saved up for and like really meant a lot to me I was like I'm gonna save like that dress because I think you know I I might be able to wear it again and it feels I don't I'm not ready to part with it (laughs) but I don't know right that probably like is psychologically bad but we'll see but I also am convinced like I didn't walk I didn't like exercise for like a year like I'm used to walking so much around the city like I'm sure that will help eventually like get me back if I but not that it matters not that it matters it's so hard. And it's also like, I don't know, it's such a it's such a delicate topic to discuss. And you don't want to. But I, I'm very big on like, I can say whatever I want to my body, like, shut up. Totally. Like, if I feel bad, that's what I feel. Sorry. 
I know. And everyone's like in such like cancel culture mode right now. So if you post something about eating or like anything like that, even if it's positive, people are like very, I mean, triggers are so real. That's the you thing know, is like, obviously. I totally get it. It's just, that's why I'm trying to spend less time online and more time in reality. Exactly. But it's hard. Like, do you ever feel vulnerability hangovers? Like, do you ever feel like, fuck, I shouldn't have said that uh, or like been so open about that? No, I feel like it usually like releases. It's like soothing for me. Yeah. And you like have built such a community off of it. People are really like I've met some amazing people from doing the podcast. I just ordered your book. Oh, my God. Thank I'm you. I'm so excited to read it. I'm so proud of it. I love it. It's really cute. It's like little. Too, it's, so can, I've read some excerpts. You can put it in your in your bag, which is cute. It's so it's I'm like I know I'm gonna love it. Oh, thank you. How for long getting did that it. take? Uh, it was kind. Of, I'd it's it kind of was a collection of things I'd written since like 2015 to as recent as like this past summer. So I kind of threw it all together and worked with this amazing editor Deb Garrison, and she helped me pick like which ones she thought were strong, and then I wrote yeah. some new ones and edited it. So it's a yeah, it was something I've kind of been working on without knowing it for like the past you know five years yeah but then intensely like in quarantine yeah but it wasn't intense it's like i i wrote those poems because it felt like it brought me joy and it felt like a release or like a separate yeah. thing from trying to write jokes and be funny so mm -hmm. it was the, it's definitely the easiest like artistic process i've ever had yeah like that comes the easiest to you writing writing poems writing poems writing specifically. scripts is impossible yeah, sounds Writing it. jokes as hell. I like writing songs. <laughs> I like writing poems. And I like writing essays. Um, yeah. Though they require a bit more work. Yeah. So what's something that people that follow you on Instagram would be surprised to know? <laughs> that I feel like a loser every day of my life? No. <laughs> Same. <laughs> no, I do. I think, first of all, I think people would know that because I talk about it on my podcast. But I, I think it's like anyone on Instagram, it's like, Obviously, I'm only posting things where I think I look good or like I think I sound funny. I people should know that I look horrible all the time. I say hideously boring things, and uh, I love that. But sometimes my life, you know what? My life sometimes is exactly as fabulous as Instagram <laughs> looks, and I won't lie about that. <laughs> so just know that sometimes it's really as fabulous as it looks, and sometimes it's not. Yeah, you can generally tell. Yeah, I like that. But it's hard out there. What's something that you wish more women would a like would either stop lying about or would just be more open about with each other? Oh, interesting. I think the stuff about jealousy was really fascinating. Like, yeah, it can be hard. Like we're, we were brought up to like compare ourselves to each other. So I think like hearing you say that you like, you know, you see a friend get something and you think like you think of the ways it's going to fail. Like that's refreshing yeah. to hear because that's so relatable. And then you're like, I don't want to be this person. But this is like what my gut's telling me because we were totally. we were taught that there's like room for one girl in every exactly. scenario especially in things like comedy or like yeah you just think I, yeah. actually probably every industry or especially when you think like oh like you have to just trust like no one can do what you can do which i firmly believe but it's hard um but i also think talking about the eating disorder stuff is refreshing like just hearing my friends admit oh like I ordered this much shit and I binged it all and then I made myself throw mm -hmm. up. Like for me, I'm like, I would never have been able to tell someone that like years ago. Right. You know? No, it's yeah. Now it's like, thank God we're inching more and more towards that because it's like you learn that nearly every girl has like at least had a touch, like a little experience. <laughs> it's hard to go through. With that. Yeah. Untouched. <laughs> yes. It's almost <laughs> impossible. Uh, but I have a weird question for you to end this. Okay, perfect. 
This is very weird. But you're like a very sex positive person. Like you got around in the past. What's your feeling? The other day I got a bikini wax, right? Mm -hmm. So like Mm -hmm. during quarantine, I didn't get one at all. Like it was like a crazy situation. I got one recently because I went on vacation. I was laying there and I was like hating my life. Like I I put numbing cream on before. Like I did the whole thing because I was like panicked that it was going to kill. Do you wax? No, I got one once and I it was like, it wasn't even that it was painful, but I broke out in the worst ingrown hairs of my Ingrowns. life. I was like, totally. I'm never doing this again. I could only fuck doggy style for like three months. So I was like, I'm <laughs> never doing this again. I have a, I have a full bush that's massive. And my, I want us to be clear that my asshole is also hairy. And the last yeah. thing I want to say is that, but then I'll pick every few months. I'll like pick a random day to just like shave everything off. And just like, it's like a sexy surprise. Including your asshole. You can shave your asshole. I try my best. Yeah, that would be hard. Like, if I got a cut, I would, like, literally want to die. <laughs> I try my best to, like, make it clean. It's, it's it's so fun when I, like, don't tell my boyfriend that I'm going to shave and he's just shave? like, oh, shit. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> probably gets so excited. It's fun. But I'm, like, laying there and I'm like, I hate everyone. I hate the patriarchy. Like, why am I doing this? It hurts so no, badly. No, you don't have to. I used to even have – I used to go around town having one-night stands with a huge bush. Good. And I don't okay, care. Good. I'm sure normalize I'm, the bush. I'm sure someone was like, "That's gross," but I'm like, "Okay, well, you still fucked fuck me." That. <laughs> exactly. They still will fuck you no matter what. That's the moral Literally, of the story. Whatever. Okay, so what is your what Instagram handle? Where can everyone find oh you? God. What have you got? You have like a million things going on. What is what's my the call Instagram to is at Cat C Cohen. Don't get me started on why I can't have Cat Cohen. Another <laughs> another woman has it. We celebrate her. We love her. We celebrate her. I would love if you guys listen to my podcast, Seek Treatment, that I host it's so with good. my BFF, Pat Regan, and buy my book, God, I Feel Modern Tonight. It was published by Knopf in February, so it's new-ish, and that's that. And we can read it together because I just bought it. Yeah, it's it's fun, and I would not to be – I think it's a great gift. It is a great gift. It's really cute. It's, like, it's little and cute. Yeah. And that's that. Um, oh, I also – and this is the last thing I'll say in my whole life, but I – I just joined TikTok when I was quarantining and I Oh my god, I'm going to follow I'm you. I'm kind on of obsessed. I just joined. I've I've made a but I've made a few. What's my name? Wow, how Gen Z of you. I know, I'm trying to be Gen Z. Like to be able to me too. I live my life trying to be Gen Z. It's at Oh wait, what is it? It's cat underscore underscore Cohen. Okay, cat underscore Cohen. I'm new to the TikTok community, so be kind to me. Are your transitions on point? Um is that what the, the kids is are talking that, about these oh, days? when it's like you do a look? No, I don't really know what I'm doing. It's actually really confusing. I'm trying to figure it out. If y'all have tips, definitely sound I off know, it's in the comments. Real, that's the thing. Yeah. That's so funny. And it's really hard. Okay, cool. I Well, you are my soul sister I'm so now. happy we met. And Me I can't too. wait to hang out. I'll update you about yes, the puppy. Gonna, please, please, please. We'll exchange numbers and do the whole thing. Did I lie? Is she not one of the funniest and most wonderful people you've ever heard? Sorry, I'm just obsessed with her. As you could probably tell, I had the time of my life recording this episode. So I hope you had even half as much fun listening as I did recording it. But that's it for today. Other than my weekly reminder that we can text. You and I can text all night long, all day long. We can do it. You can leave me a voicemail at 415-849-0299. The number's always in the show notes and in my Instagram bio if you missed that. Or text me and I'll text you right back. I'd love for you to tell me your favorite moments from this week's episode or any episode we've had. And if you have anything you want to hear more about on the podcast, guests you'd like to have us on, or any, any, any feedback you might have, I just want to hear from you and talk to you. 
As always, please rate, subscribe, and review the podcast because that is the only way this baby is going to grow. And I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for hanging with me and giving me some of your precious, precious time. And I will see you next week.